three, two, one. Hey, what's going on, Metaverse Church Podcast friends? So glad to be hanging out with you this week. Hey, this episode is going to be a little bit different than the ones that we've done before in the past because what is actually happening, what you're about to watch or listen to, is actually an interview that I got to do with the Cultivate Church Planning Podcast. And maybe you've heard through our previous episodes, my heartbeat in order to launch 100 churches in 10 years in the Metaverse. So the opportunity that I had to go on to the Cultivate Church Planning Podcast to talk about what we're doing in the metaverse and VR over at Lakeland VR uh, was just super exciting. And uh, I asked him, hey, can I take that file and share it on the Metaverse Church uh, podcast? And they said, absolutely. So um, that's what this episode is. It's just going to be my conversation with the guys over there. If you want to know more about the uh, Cultivate Church Planning podcast, I will tag them in the show notes below. So you can click on that at any point in time to learn more about them. But with all that being said, enjoy this episode. And uh, we will see you on the other side. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Metaverse Church podcast. Till then, be blessed. I'm really excited about uh, today's episode um, because we're going to be talking about, of course, church planting. We're always talking about church planting, evangelism, mission work, which is our heart. But um, I've got some uh, friends here that are involved in the virtual reality, uh, the metaverse uh, world, and some of the great things that God is doing in that space. And so I'm really happy to have you guys. And I've got uh, Stuart uh, McPherson here, and uh, Stuart's the VR campus pastor at Lakeland Community Church in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Did I get that right? Yeah, you got it 100%. <laughs> All right, I did a little research ahead of time about... <laughs> Actually, I did a lot. Um, the church is, it looks amazing, and um, I was able to run mm-hmm. through the website, and, you know, very, very similar to actually our church here, just in the doctrinal statement and all that, so... Um, refreshing to see, but he's also the host of the Metaverse Church podcast, which I'll put the link um, to that that show in the show notes here. So, yay! <laughs> yay. <laughs> and I uh, was able to to check out a few episodes we were talking before we started recording here. Um, that uh, really interesting stuff, and you know, for our listeners, um, something that you may not know about me is since a young early age, which was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I've been into video games and, um, you know, my, my dad, I remember when my dad brought home a, uh, Commodore 64 computer and I played King's Quest on it. And, uh, you know, that, this whole space, you know, I've seen, and maybe you could talk to some of this too, Stuart, but, um, I've seen it develop over the years where it's gone from just like side scroller video games where you're, you know, push A, B, up, down, that sort of thing into mm-hmm. what has become like a community of gamers. Uh, esports, of course, is massive, huge industry. And then not only that, but communities now are forming within these games. So you have the massive multiplayer online games. And um, so you have these different little pockets of communities. I wouldn't even say little, massive communities where people are building relationships and you know talking about life and politics and you name it. Um, so I am I am pretty familiar with that side of things, um, but then when it comes to uh, virtual reality, you know, um, we get into a whole new realm of inter- immersive kind of interactive uh, community-based things. So I'm getting ahead of myself, <laughs> but I'm just kind of <laughs> I'm setting this up. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Stuart, and what you're what you're doing? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like I said, you hit it 100%. I'm the VR campus pastor over at Lakeland Community Church. Um, you know, the funny part is as you're explaining your background and your fandom for video games and everything, um, the truth is that is not my story, nor is that my background whatsoever. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure the first video game that I ever played was uh, probably Super Mario on the Super Nintendo. Uh, I ended up, my sister had that console. I ended up getting uh, Sega Genesis. So I was all about like Mortal Kombat during yep. those days, like Backpack A, you know, Scorpion, <laughs> Uppercut, Finish Him, all that finish kind of stuff. Finish Him. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the last console that I've had that I ever had was the uh, Xbox 360, <clears throat> and I primarily bought that just to be able to play Blu-ray at the time. Which, oh, yeah. for your younger listeners, it's a disc <laughs> that played movies on it because we don't do that anymore. No, man. Um, but and you said esports, like so. I was playing like uh, NCAA football, and I was playing Madden on it. But that was pretty much the last of my video game like immersiveness. Uh -huh. um, so my passion and my background does not include really video games whatsoever. So imagine my surprise when all of a sudden I'm moving into the seat as a VR campus pastor, which there's a little bit of that where I asked for it and didn't ask for it all at the same time. So. Um, my family and I, we moved out here to Wisconsin just uh, almost two and a half years ago at this point, I guess. And uh, I came, we came out here for me to be the small groups pastor at Lakeland. Um, and we did it smack dab in the middle of COVID. So um, my <laughs> first interview with Lakeland was the same week that everything went to lockdown. Wow. And so I was like... Man, so this probably isn't going to go anywhere. I totally understand that. No hard feelings. And, you know, they told me, hey, we're, we're probably going to take this process a little slow now because everything else, like, totally get it. Well, uh, Lakeland, Lakeland's version of slow is I heard, like, within 48 hours that they were scheduling a, a next interview with me for two weeks later. And then, again, it was like, hey, we're going to take this slow. 48 hours, let's schedule the next one. And that was pretty much the rhythm and routine of it until next thing I know, June of 2020, we're accepting an offer to move out here. Uh, July of 2020, we moved from Colorado Springs, uh, where I was doing young adult ministry out there, to now moving into the small group position. And um, I came into a church staff where the senior pastor and executive pastor were already talking about, you know, what would it look like for us to get into virtual reality uh, and do ministry in there. And I was like, all power to you guys. That, that's not my <laughs> You thing, had no desire. So that was in the middle of COVID. Like that's when everybody's, they're at home. They're not, they're not coming to the church building. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but the interest for Lakeland to get into VR ministry was happening well before uh, COVID even happened. So they were already moving that direction before anybody was thinking of it. In fact, Lakeland was moving that direction. There was an article that came out, um, and I don't remember which magazine it was, but it was on DJ Soto and VR Church. And this is while I was still in Colorado Springs. And the staff and I uh, at the church I was working at then at the time, we were talking about how dumb the idea of virtual reality church is. <laughs> <laughs> was not about it whatsoever. And I was probably one of the loudest voices in the room. I was like, 
So again, pre-COVID, right? Yeah. So I was like, VR church is the dumbest thing I ever heard of before. <laughs> and um, I was against even digital ministry at the time. I was like, uh, like the even digital Zoom, side. Would, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, totally against. Okay. I was like, that can never be a true expression of the church. That was like February 2020. Okay. A month later, oh, how things change quickly and rapidly because yeah. I'm now sitting in the sea as that young adult pastor having to figure out how do I keep my young adults in community um, when they're stuck at home. So I'm quickly creating a YouTube channel. We're launching a podcast, all that kind of stuff, doing Zoom meetups, um, everything in order to stay in community with my young adults there. Um, so all of a sudden I was like, Dude, digital totally has a place. The church has yeah, a place. You saw digital, it digital you has saw a place it in the church. Yeah, we all did. 100%. Um, but I was still <laughs> meh on VR. So yeah. you fast forward about a year. So we're now in 2021. And um, uh, our senior pastor came to me and our next gen director and said, hey, we want to try this idea of virtual reality church. Ultimately, the idea was... Uh, our next gen director knows the the gaming background. He's got all that. If we get Stuart in there and we're able to get at least a small group going out of it, we would consider it a win. So I'm bringing in the small group DNA. He's bringing in the gaming uh, experience and all that. Um, and that's how we launched. March 28th was our soft launch of 2021 with an official launch for Easter Sunday. Um, and we haven't really looked back since. Um, and I was... At that time, I moved into the digital pastor seat, so it, now it made sense, wow. VR, digital. Um, and then less than a year later, um, I sat there uh, and went to my senior leadership as we were talking about VR, and I said, look, you guys, if somebody's in a crisis moment in Lake Geneva, all they have to do is drive down the street, and we sit on a beautiful corner between two highways, you just have to drive down the street and they can see a physical building and say, hey, maybe just maybe in the middle of my crisis, those guys have an answer for me that I can go talk to. But we were doing ministry in VR where we were showing up once on a Sunday morning doing our service and then we were gone the mm -hmm. rest of the week. Um, and so I presented the idea of like, we need to be more of a presence and we need to be a church in VR that we can basically replicate. What does it look like to be a church on the street corner in virtual reality? And what that turned into was me going full time, being the VR campus pastor for Lakeland, building out a launch team like you would for church planning for the sake of being able to have a presence in VR at least five days a week. That way people start associating church and VR with Lakeland. Um, huh. that's so yeah, so, that's so interesting. pretty much how I got there. Man, I never would have thought like doing a church planting podcast, the, the planting of a church or a ministry within virtual reality. All right, our VR friend, how what, do you, what, do you, <laughs> what do you have to say about it? Because you've, I mean, we were just together, so we... Um, we went into the, we had our VR headsets on. I got the tour. I saw the Lakeland um, uh, campus, you know, and it's all, for the, for our listeners out there, you're, you, you're trying to visualize this. It's it's pretty immersive. So you if you've ever done VR before, a lot of people have, but you walk into these places. And so 
tell me tell me a little bit about your experience what uh, <laughs> what you've been doing so my experience was when you know i had a oculus rift headset back when it was called oculus in 2019 <laughs> went to the vr M, uh vr at church at the time because they didn't rebrand to vr mmo church yet and then what ends up happening is COVID hits. And I sit down with, you know, the, the local church that had like 60 some people and, you know, with my, you know, some of the elders there and was like, hey, like there's not, Zoom isn't really going to work for fellowship. Discord won't even work for fellowship. So mm. what about this experience where people could walk up and talk to someone naturally for the 90 year olds in this community who don't know how to join a discord channel. Huh. And so that was a huge moment, but the leadership was like, ah, we can't have main service become that. We'll still do a YouTube live stream. And then my father was financially supportive enough to help us get headsets for some of the prayer team. So then we started mm. meeting every weekly on Tuesdays. Then we so this was during the, the lot, like you guys the were very beginning. You guys like were like locked in your homes in. kind of thing. Yeah. And I say that because we lived in New Zealand during that original part and we were like literally locked down in our homes. So, <laughs> but you had a little yeah. bit more freedom here, we, especially that, uh, down here in Florida where we are. But anyway, they, they had the, story. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was March 16th that they had like the, the mandate that you weren't supposed to leave your home in the state. Um, so you guys had your, uh, you got the VR headsets. Yeah. You, you had, uh, your um, dad was able to get, we got buy some. Team Tuesdays and Thursdays that turned into an evangelistic opportunity because we'd go world hopping afterwards. People would want prayer. What's world hopping? You're using big terms here. So world hopping <laughs> is uh, on the social VR platforms. A lot of people have uploaded their own worlds, their own 3D models you can explore and interact with. And so what ends up happening is a lot of people, when they're hanging out and talking, like going to a different world to talk in. I want to go to an aquatic world and hang out with fish. I want to go to, <laughs> you know, I want to go to a Star Wars Jesus world fish. because, yeah, exactly, because there's no um, copyright issues at the moment in virtual reality. So mm. it's a lot of... Um, fun times. So you created, you basically, so you basically showed me one of the worlds you created. It looks like a church building. You walk in the door. And that's um, where I met for prayer. And so you met in this little gathering room for prayer yeah, with the prayer. other and then people that were part of that after group. Evangelizing. And then you'd hang out. Yep. Uh, evangelizing, hanging out and stuff. We got to pray for a lot of people. Eventually I got noticed that I had built a church campus by uh, Cornerstone and helped build their campus. Okay. Um, and that really opened up a lot of questions of like, okay, can we build the stations of the cross, mm -hmm. you know, which is so mm -hmm. that people can think about like what Jesus went through going to the cross. Cool. Then eventually I got jump, jumped, uh, invited to the welcome team of VRMMO church. And then, uh, did that for a bit and then got moved to the announcements team. So and talk about, Stuart, talk about a, a church service. Me. You're the campus pastor. Um, what it, like I, I put on my headset, um, I'm in, I go into uh, wherever the world is. Um, what was it called? Uh, uh, the Lakeland VR campus? Yeah, that's in, what's the social? Alt Space VR. Alt Space VR, okay. So there's different social VR networks. So I, I put this thing on, I'm going into that world that you guys have created, which is awesome, by the way. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you can look over it. He showed me that um, there's like a, 
uh, nature, like a waterfall that you can, you know, and then there's a, so walk us through what happens during a church service. Like, are you in there talking or is the service streamed from do I call it the real world into the virtual world? <laughs> I like, call how it does the physical that, world? But <laughs> physical, this okay, all works. yeah. That's how, what's a what's a normal um, a person who just comes in and goes to a service? What's that look like? Yeah. So for us at Lakeland, we stream our services in from our main campus. So um, for anybody listening that is used to like video venue multi-site, that's pretty much what our VR campus is. We're video venue multi-site. And then I'm there for the soul care, helping people take next steps and all that kind of good stuff. So, um, which wasn't always the case, but we we can talk about that later if you want. But, um, so when you come in, you spawn in at the entrance, the outdoor entrance to our um, our building. And we strategically, uh, Pastor Goose, who's my co-host with the Metaverse Church uh, podcast, he's actually the one who built the world for us. And um, the, the idea and the heartbeat behind even what was built was we wanted to take elements of what you would recognize in real life okay. with Lakeland. Um, so the idea was if anybody from our VR campus ever came to Lake Geneva, they would already in some way feel familiar with the building because we said, this is what we look like. Here are the elements that we would like to see. Uh-huh. Everything else, it's VR. So get yeah. creative. So yeah. uh, as you guys saw when you show up, you've got our building that looks somewhat like our building in real life. We have a video screen right out front, so you don't ever really have to enter into the building if you don't want to. But once you enter in, there's uh, some great advertisement, shows mm-hmm. what my picture as avatar, as in the avatar form to say, hey, if you want to connect with the pastor, uh, which is me, here's how you do it. Um, if you want to partner with us financially, you can do that. <clears throat> And then, of course, join our Discord. Um, you walk past that wall and you walk right into the auditorium, which is a big, massive screen for um, to be able to watch a service. Um, outside of that auditorium, there's another hallway that leads you to the backside, which then leads you to um, downtown Lake Geneva. I, I don't know what, like, <laughs> so Lake Geneva is not massive um, in any sense of the word uh but we have a city with skyscrapers and all that kind of stuff and really that Mm -hmm. was hey let's just um let's create an area where we can do small groups you know in the same way that we ask for small groups to get out into the community let's be out in the Mm. community so we've got a gym we've got a bar we've got a coffee shop we've got a movie theater uh, we got a central park. And so that's where when we do events throughout the week, more small group based, we do it in that area. Nice. Um, and then my senior pastor asked that one of those areas, in addition to the environment, would be our waterfall scene. And the idea was um, if we do a worship night or if we were just wanting to play like worship music in general for people to come in and see, there was a spot that was just really designed for being out there, get into the environment, be in the presence of the Lord and worship mm-hmm. within that environment. So, and you've got that big screen um, out there too, for lack of a better word, it's got that huge, massive screen that kind of is within this whole nature scape scene. Yep. Um, that, yep. that beams every- the physical world, I use your word, yeah. into um, that virtual reality space that you've created. 
Yeah, and the harpy behind that even was each of those screens that we have anywhere in the world, um, they project and you can hear clearly uh, the message or the music that's going on. So you don't have to be in the auditorium mm-hmm. uh, of our VR world in order to get the message in. You can, as uh, our VR friend was saying earlier, people world hop. They, they love to be in those spaces in order to go explore. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, let's give the church feel. Let's give um, a creative element to it. Let's allow people to do what it is that they naturally do in these environments, all while still being able to hear the message that's going on um, and, and play to you all of those strengths. So that's what people see currently when you hop into Altspace VR and you check out Lakeland VR. So when I was doing a little research on this, ever since uh, we got together and we were talking about this, um, you know, this isn't just like uh, some listeners are listening in right now and they're thinking, yeah, that's you kind of kind of a niche, like small thing. I actually read in 2022, 171 million people are in virtual reality. That's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for us yeah. to look at this and say, ah, oh, that's not really a thing. And, you know, we kind of make fun of it like you did at the beginning. Like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's it's funny. I was talking to my crow, wife. Hey, go ahead. Crow, crow tastes good, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, you've seen the difference. Yeah, that's why I love, I'm glad you're on the show today. But, uh, yeah, I was driving up here to the church right now, and my wife was in the car. She's like, what are you doing today? I'm like, oh. You know, um, I'm meeting this guy, and he does uh, ministry and virtual reality and, and church planning and all that kind of stuff. He's a campus pastor. And she's like, that sounds silly. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure to get her a pre-release copy of this episode so she can, she can listen. <laughs> Better yet, yeah. I'm going to put the headset on her and be like, here you go. Ooh, um, so th- this is a big area i mean this and it's only growing like the technology is advancing rapidly like people are saying this is you know covid kind of really started the the real like focus on it not only with um, zoom meetings like before you made a good point we would never have thought yeah let's all get together on skype or on zoom and that's a real thing but i was just in a prayer meeting two days ago with people from all over central and south america praying for churches over there, there was probably 30 or 40 people. And that, it was a real, like people say, is that real? That was a real prayer meeting. We really prayed for mm. for people. And it's not, I mean, I, I can ramble on and on, but like, what do you see as going into the future that this space is gonna, is gonna be? Um, especially for us as church planters and as uh, Christians to get involved in. Yeah, so we got a guy at the church that has a huge evangelistic heart. Um, I hate giving ages to people because usually I'm wrong and I go like way higher than what they actually are, and I'm super <laughs> offensive in that way. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say that he's probably mid sixties, seventies. And like I said, huge evangelistic heart. So when we first got into this. Um, he ends up coming up to me and he says, hey, sir, you've been doing this VR thing for a little bit now. Like, what's what do you love most about it? Um, and I don't know that at the time when he asked that question, I had put much thought to what it was that I was enjoying about this. But I told him, I was like, you know, um, at the end of the day, I think what I enjoy most about this is I became an international missionary without ever having to leave my basement. Mm-hmm. Um 
And the reason why was because we had people coming from Spain, we had people coming from the Middle East, we had people coming from UK, Canada, Mexico, who are all hopping in on our services that in real life, I probably would have never met these people or had the chance to present the gospel to them. And so all of a sudden, I'm seeing this opportunity to be um, a hope dealer to people, planting seeds of hope all over the world with maybe just maybe the idea that um, they'll take what it is that they've heard back into their families, back into their businesses, back into areas that are not accepting of the gospel or the Bible or the name of Jesus. And within their small little pocket, their community, all of a sudden, revival just breaks through. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but to your point, 171 million people around the world are diving into virtual reality. I saw another report that said 23 million businesses are projected to hop into it here in 2023. Wow. And so when you think about that, 23 million businesses, <laughs> that means that, that that 171 is going to grow exponentially. Oh, yeah, they're going to be pushing it. If they're year. investing in it, they're going to be pushing it. Yep, absolutely. Um, so... And I, I had the opportunity to talk this one out with my senior pastor, and I loved his insight on it. He said, when cell phones came out, most people didn't invest into a cell phone because, one, they either didn't see the need, or two, they didn't have the finances for it. But then, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, companies started buying cell phone plans for the employees. And along with that, so let's say you take fast forward now, all of a sudden, people have these iPhones that they got from their business in order to do their work that now have the apps on there, like whether that's Pokemon <laughs> Go or Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have more investment and involvement in these platforms app-wise and cell phone-wise because businesses were the ones who primarily bought into it. So now all of a sudden you have businesses that are going to be primarily buying into virtual reality and all of a sudden you're going to start seeing these businesses possibly, this is all just assumption, but I feel like it's a safe assumption. They're going to be giving these headsets to employees that are all of a sudden going to find themselves hopping into social VR platforms like big screen and VR chat and whatnot. And realistically what I expect to see happen is a lot of these businesses will look for what does it look like to bring advertisement into marketing into those platforms as well. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So when you talk about what is the future for this, man, if, if Jesus is all about, if his mission is all about reaching the lost, well, I've painted the picture like this before. Um, we, we have entered into a time space where the movement of God started in this small little area called Jerusalem and then post-resurrection and post-Pentecost just blows up and starts going out into the rest of the world because that's what we were called to do as followers of Jesus. But now, all of a sudden, what went out wide is starting to come back inward because we're all centrally located in one spot in digital metaverse that is now then pouring back out into the rest of the world. So hmm. that's cool. That's crazy. All right, VR friend, VR chap. I'm going to call you VR chap. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> chap. We were t- <laughs> Instead of VR chat, that's a- anyway. Exactly. Okay, yeah. we were talking before some of the, because um, you, you brought up a good point about the phones. Like, man, I remember when I got a BlackBerry, it's like, I thought I was the businessman of the year, you know, it's like, or church guy of the year, you got the BlackBerry with the keyboard on it. 
Um, but at the same time, you see some of the negatives that come in. Cell phone is a good example, you know, with social media and stuff and some of the, the way that it's, it's turned out to be a great thing in many ways, some, some drawbacks. We were talking before um, about when we we're going into these uh, uh, church uh, worlds, there, on one of them, there was a, a sign at the beginning before you get in, you know, to adjust your settings. And you were trying to explain this. Maybe you could explain this to our listeners because there are people that come in and try to wreak havoc and disrupt and the whole trolling thing, bullying, that whole vibe that's in other places. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and what, what uh, some of the things that people are doing? Yeah. Uh, VR chat is one of the platforms that churches uh, try to have platforms on and campuses. And what will happen is because every user can upload their own avatar, they can upload avatars that have malicious scripts. What's an avatar? Explain an what avatar. an avatar is. Uh, you know, uh, some, like a character. A character, like a, yeah. yeah. Like a, a human body typically but it could be a cat body. It could be any sort of, <laughs> yep. some people come in as helicopters. Like it's hilarious. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a whole new world where just don't sit in front of me in the church service. If you're a helicopter, <laughs> exactly. The blades get really distracting. <laughs> and, uh, what ends up happening is people will then switch into an avatar that causes everyone to crash that doesn't have their safety settings on. And then a safety setting mm -hmm. could be, if I don't know you don't show me the avatar. Okay. Um, and so that's, and there's also a lot, safe. there's a lot of other reasons why you wouldn't want to see many of the avatars yes. if you don't know the person or yeah because yeah, there's a lot of uh there's a i think someone described it as like a dark underbelly of mm -hmm. of this whole vr world and um like Stuart, that that's one of the criticisms i'm sure that you've heard is like you know we don't want to go in there because it's a bad place there's bad people there they're doing immoral sexual there's a lot of sexual stuff going on like what would you say to someone who has that that criticism in many ways valid uh, to encourage them like hey we need to get in there uh don't walk out your front door <laughs> <laughs> in the in the real world <laughs> in the real world because that, that's what's going on in the real world uh, yeah believe me yeah that's <laughs> Try, oh, try to escape your own thoughts, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, like yeah, really take point. advantage of what the Bible says and capture your thoughts. Yeah. Um, you know, it's crazy because it, like it is true. Um, you can look, I mean, this is a church based podcast, so it's easy for me <laughs> to sit here and say, like, there's this real thing called sin and there's uh -huh. this. Our human nature is to be sinful, and with the Holy Spirit in us, there's this tension that is like, oh, man, I really want to chase after that because that looks amazing and tempting, yeah. and I bet you I'd have a lot of fun with it. And then there's the spirit side that's like slapping us upside the backside of the head mm -hmm. going, no, dummy, don't do that. Yeah. Um, but in those spaces, like because of the... Um, I have a I stumble over this word, but because of the anonymity that is associated with it, like it is so easy for anybody to really act out on those impulses of right, like, and not get man, I would do this 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I would do this if um, my face wasn't attached to it. The church I'm associated with wasn't attached to it. My family wasn't attached to it. Like if I could do this and never get caught, I would do this. And these platforms, they, they do. They provide that opportunity to do it. But, you know, if you're talking about like from the perspective of why should a church get into an area like that? Um, again, I would say don't walk out your front door. Like if, if you don't want to experience it, any of that I man those are the people who are coming into your brick and mortar church but really like the reason why you would want to go into a place like VR chat which is the wild wild west of VR platforms um, is because you're trying to reach the loss like like I say um, on my discord my tag on there is I'm attacking the gates of hell and advancing God's kingdom uh, through a headset. Like that's what you're, that's what you <laughs> like should that. be cool. doing as a follower of Jesus is just like, dude, let's go plunder hell, populate heaven through a headset. And let's go into the places where people are that don't know anything about Jesus or they do. And they just, they, they want to find their escape, mm-hmm. you know, and find those people and go, Hey, even here, it still counts. Like yeah, we're not talking that's a good about point. Because you're not we're just seeing soul bodies. Exactly, you're not just seeing um, unbelievers in there. You're seeing Christians in there that you can, you know, keep accountable and, like, hey, we're we're Christians here. Just you know, it's a lot of the. It's a good point, and I'm I'm just thinking through all this as you're talking. But the real battle happens in the mind. It doesn't, you know, it's it is, you know, with our uh, physical bodies, but the battle itself and the temptations and that are in the mind and through, um, this sort of thing, you, you got to be Christians everywhere. So that's a, that's a good point. What's the, what are some of the coolest things? I mean, that you've seen, you've already shared some great stuff just about, um, people getting connected and, um, no, here, let me ask this first. Cause I, I've been wanting to ask this. So you're, you kept talking about your senior pastor. So I myself am a senior pastor here. Like he's got a hundred percent buy-in into this. Does he like visit the campus and like come into the worlds at all, or is he just like a believer in it? I he's been there a couple times. Uh, yeah, I've seen him pop in here and there whenever he's not teaching. I think that it's just harder for him to be in because he is our primary teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was there to commission the team <clears throat> when we launched. Um, he announces it every single week from stage. So every single morning or every single Sunday when he pops up on stage for both services, it's a, hey, we want to welcome everybody in the room online and in VR. So wow. like, so he's without bought in. He's giving, in. Without like, yeah, he's not sitting there going, hey, just so everybody knows, we have a VR campus and he's like trying to bring any kind of awareness to it. Mm-hmm. The way that he talks about it is this is a natural thing. This is just, this is who Lakeland is, and this is where our Lakeland people are. They're in person, they're online, and they're in VR. Wow. So yeah, 100% bought in. Here's, a, here's another question. Is there space, because this is a church planting podcast, um, yours is a, um, uh, a um, campus, a satellite campus of the main, main church. You're showing the, the video. Um, I've got kind of two questions. First is, do you know of any churches that are um, in only in the virtual reality world, VR world, in the metaverse? And um, like, what would you say is the difference between having the connection? Because what I love is, you know, they they actually have a connection with 
um, you guys, you said, let's make this building to look like our building where we are and the city to look like the city where we are. What about like people that are going in and just creating ministries and churches that are disconnected from any like real world stuff? Yeah, so um, I can think of two off the top of my head. Our VR chap, I feel like I have to emphasize that <laughs> key. Uh, our VR chap could probably give more insight on the ones that he knows of, but um, I can think of two off the top of my head, uh, VR MMO church and then uh, Oasis uh, church VR, Oasis VR Oasis Church VR, right? I'm pretty sure it's what VR chat. I always call it Oasis Church, but um, yeah, VR. So since I go to VR MMO Church and go to Cornerstone, which has a hybrid metaverse church that has a physical campus, um, the differences I see a lot is the decisions are ultimately made a lot of the times by staff that are sometimes not very present in the metaverse whereas when mm. the church is entirely digital they'll they might have their meeting in a different platform like spatial.io or whatnot but it's still people everyone that's making the decisions are all know what is involved when it comes to ministering to vr people um it also, you know, just so that encourages a lot of newer ideas, newer approaches. Um, but I think that's just the biggest difference is everyone's informed. Do you think there's space for churches like, let's say, ours? We're a pretty new church, church plant. Um, but in our, within our ministry, um, do you think there's still space for churches to get involved in the metaverse and start some kind of a ministry? And how do you go about doing that? Yeah, so what's interesting is even as I moved into this position that I was in, you know, it was really hard. So everything for the church world hopping into metaverse ministry, specifically VR, blew up once uh, Live Church hopped in uh, November 2021. Yeah, 2021. You're talking um, about Life Church with uh, Groeschel, with uh, Craig Groeschel. Right, Craig Groeschel. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So they hopped in, and I, uh, within a week or two of Life Church hopping in, all of a sudden my phone and email started blowing up from people who were just like, hey, we just want to know what your guys' experience is, what would it look like for us to get into it. And at one point in time, I started telling a lot of these church leaders, I'm like, here's the hard part. I, I can easily advocate for two things. One every church needs to have an expression in virtual reality metaverse. Um, and I look, we talked about this before we started recording. If you ask me to explain metaverse, that's super hard. <laughs> but, v, but, but I would say just know that VR, VR is just an arm to the galaxy that is virtual reality. Uh -huh. um, and probably a small arm at that right now. But, um, but I, I would tell them, it's like, every church should have an expression of virtual reality um, as a part of what they're doing, even if it's just what we originally set out to do, even if it's just a small group, if you just launch a small group in there. Yeah, um, and often that's, I mean, we talk about church planning, that's often the start of a church is just a small group meeting in a living room, you know, and yep. gathering together and reading the, the word and worshiping, praying a little bit, um, you know, with a 
so yeah, you can just kind of transfer it over to that that application. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and there's even some people that I talked to today at Lakeland that when I'm trying to onboard new team members, um, I think the biggest hurdle to get over is just that idea that it's virtual reality, right? But if you can put the the spin on it of, and I've talked to a few people about this, I'm like, don't see it as you're trying to get into virtual reality and bring Jesus there. I said, think of it as um, this is a bridge to connect you to those that are lost mm-hmm. that you already have the heartbeat for. This is what you were wired for was to speak to lost people and introduce them to Jesus. And they're all pocketed right here. Hmm. All you have to do in order to reach them is put a headset on. That's it. Past yeah. that, uh, it, it's exactly the same. It really is. Um, so, I, so I advocate every church should have an expression in there, even if it's just a small group. And what got weird for me was I was advocating that I think that every church should have a metaverse VR pastor, mm-hmm. probably full time. Um, and what was hard for me to say that at the time was I wasn't even full time. I was splitting my responsibilities <laughs> mm-hmm. between everything else digitally that we were doing with virtual reality. Um, but I mean, in a given week, um, I'm probably in the headset, just the headset alone, um, 10, 12 hours a week. Yeah. Um, but that's not including our VR chat is like, oh, that's this is a small amount compared to what I am, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I, I looked at my Steam profile, and I have 80 hours in VR chat for over the last two weeks, so 40 hours a week. Full-time mm-hmm. job. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but but for real, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, what's hard for me, like, I, I think that's a real thing, though, but I, I think what's hard for me is, like, there's the team-building um, aspect like talking to my team, there is the um, part of it is launching new small groups or whatever else is going on. There's, you know, the weekly responsibilities. Um, so I think that I would love to be in it more and I'm kind of forced to be in it more. You know, I say 10 to 12 and that was probably before the announcement of Alt Space VR um, shutting down because hmm. that's actually forced me to have to be more explorative of the other options that are out there lately. Um, but there's, there is enough to do, um, ministry wise that I I was telling people, it was like, dude, I, I could easily advocate for this being a full-time position, even though I, at the time was not full-time. Um, but now being full-time back to hundred percent by a church to do this easily, I can stay busy enough. Um, just doing that with the opportunities of reaching people. So I love it, man. And, uh, we're going to wrap things up now, but, um, you know, I think don't, what comes to my mind is like, don't knock it till you try it. I'm going to get my wife into one of these headsets and you know, it's, <laughs> it's different. Like, let's be honest. It's, it's weird. Even it's not the normal. You see a helicopter or a, you know, a cat person running around, you know, it's, um, it's going to take some getting used to, but at the same time, like you said, that's where the people are. That's where the, the lost are. And um, we have a responsibility and an opportunity, I would even say, um, to meet uh, this space with Jesus Christ. And with a, a planting type ministry, most of the time, I think extension out of your own church or you know, even a small Bible study. Um, 
But yeah, man, I, I'd love to keep talking. I could talk about this forever. I, I'd appreciate it if you get on a, another episode maybe in the future. But um, you got any last words, uh, Stuart, for our, uh, for our listeners? Yeah, I'll just say this. Um, two quick things. Again, 171 million people in virtual reality. I grew up in a church plant. Uh, that was pretty much my first existence with church and where I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, 90% lost for that city. 500,000, 600,000 people, 90% lost. Bro, do you know where Riodoso uh, is? I do. That's where I grew up. Yeah, I grew up in, okay, I grew up in Albuquerque. All so right, that's, yeah. That's my home yeah, state. Yeah, I grew up, Riodoso is about three hours south in New Mexico. Oh, that's where I grew wow. up. Wow. So, yeah. New Mexico, um, that's a weird place. Yeah. You think virtual reality is weird? Really Try is. New Mexico. No, no, for real. No offense to for New real. Mexicans. Um, <laughs> but if if it's worth starting a church in a city that has 600,000 people and 90% of it is lost, I bet you that percentage of lost people of 171 million is a yeah. lot higher. I bet you it's probably 98, 99% lost. I'd be willing to go that far. Yeah. Um, and so if there's a reason to get to church plant in Albuquerque, New Mexico for 90%, I guarantee mm-hmm. you there's a reason to church plant for 98, 99%. Um, but then the other thing that I would say real quick is like we've mentioned alt space VR a couple of times and, you know, um, not sure when this is de- when this episode is debuting, but alt space is shutting down as of March 10th. And that's really where a lot of churches are right now. Um, and I just see like the heartbeat of God and God's fingerprint all over the idea of this shutdown because, you know, again, after the resurrection, what we see is these the small group of Jesus followers huddled together behind locked doors in fear that maybe even the religious leaders and the Romans were going to come after mm-hmm. them. Um, and they were commissioned to go into the world and make disciples. So then all of a sudden you have Pentecost happens, the spirit comes upon them and it's what's Acts 1-8? You're going to go into mm-hmm. all of Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Well, right now, what I see happening is all the churches, these Jesus, these people who are waving the banner of Jesus are all huddled in this one spot, our Jerusalem, which is old space. And now, because of it shutting down, all the churches are having to look for what do we do next and where do we uh-huh. go? And what I'm hearing is a, lo- a lot of them are going to different platforms. They're either looking at Rec Room, they're looking at VR Chat, they're looking at Big Screen, which is where we're going uh, currently. Uh, they're looking at Spatial.io, and they're just looking at all the different platforms that are out there for them to get into, knowing that 171 million people aren't all in alt space, but mm-hmm. they're in Spread all out. different platforms of uh, VR. I'm like, dude, this is potentially the VR version of our Pentecost of we're getting kicked out from behind our locked door in order to go out into the uh, the Judeas, Samaritans, the, the big bad world in order to make Jesus famous. That's right. So that's right. I'm, I'm excited. So I'll, I'll close it there. All right. VR chap, what do you got to say? So uh, I just want to encourage that usually the darkest places is where the lightest light shines the brightest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of people are going to VR for their social connection because they couldn't find it in the physical world. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. when you've got people that are in desperate need of social connection, desperate need of in need of love, that sounds like the recipe for giving them God's love. 
and yeah. giving them that community. Real relationship. Real relationship Lord, yeah. that goes beyond just talking about the latest anime. And so, and especially when people are going to these extreme pleasures, that means that they're in an extreme depravity. Mm-hmm. And so that being able to fill that place in their soul that they've been trying to fill with other things is an opportunity the church has for a community that's all just hurt inside the virtual, you know, leaving the physical world for the virtual. So yeah, it's really exciting. I'm excited to see what more plants come into VR. Yeah. Good word guys. So you can hit uh, Stuart up at the Metaverse Church Podcast. And if this has sparked your interest a little bit, he's got a lot of great content there. Um, so go check that out. And uh, we'll look forward to the future. We'll maybe see you in the, in the VR world and uh, we'll say what's up. I'll fly over you on my helicopter. <laughs> <laughs>